you made it. This is the final episode of season five, Unnaturally Flourished. Are you flourishing? Even factoring in all the ups and downs and all arounds, we pray you're seeing things even clearer. Today, we want to offer up a blessing and even more empowering truth to help you walk through your next season and ours. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There's a battle being waged. It's not flesh, it's not blood, it's spiritual. And we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is the Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. Season 5, Unnaturally Flourished, we are gearing up where Season 4 left off, looking at God's unusual, amazing, and miraculous methods of elevating, relocating, and redeeming us into His purpose in ways the world can't access. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. Woo, let's get fired up. Oh, man. Bring in some of that tiki talk. <laughs> come on. Come on. We are going to go forth and... Something. 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 Look, <laughs> I know. Look, everyone's like... Cliffhanger? No. Look, <laughs> At the jump. <laughs> I can't tell you really what God wants you to go forth and do. But I can tell you two main ones. We talk about them all the time. But right. he has another purpose for everyone. Yeah. He has, you know, you have the the, the, the daily two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, go out, share the gospel and disciple. Mm-hmm. But he has something special. And I mean, I'm really, it's really been encouraging to know that we have people out there that listen. Uh, people out there that encourage us through different words or, you know, that hit us up. And man, I'm just thankful for all of you who are listening right now. And I want to take a second to shout out some amazing people that have recently supported us. We've had some great support for the last few seasons, but recently we were blessed with a really heartfelt message and prayer request from Lillian on Instagram. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that we are still praying for you and for your family. And we appreciate the life-giving encouragement that you gave us during a week that I'm sure that we definitely both needed to hear um, something about the impact that God is using us for. And then also for David and Paul, who are our first two Patreon patrons. So shout out to them for wanting oh, yeah. to support us. And then I'm going to let you thank this last person because of the relationship you've had with them for a long time. Yeah, it's our sister Bernice in Kenya. Uh, man, years of me going back and forth. And, and she, she, man... She was awesome. Always, always was there. Always smiling, man. Good friend. Uh, made connections. Talked about God. Uh, man, bless her and, and all that she does and the support she gives us all the way from Kenya. Yeah. Because really this episode isn't about like, go forth and you better do all these things or you're not going to make it. No, it's like, go forth. We want you to be prosperous. We want you to be fruitful. We want you to flourish and nourish. You know, these seasons that we've been coming out of. This is our, 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 sixth, our fifth season. This is our fifth season. And like, unnaturally flourish. And what did we talk about? You know, we went from nourish to flourish and all these things in between, but really what does it boil down to? How much really do I trust in God? How much am I willing in myself to give up so that God can come in and reign in my life? So go forth and right. When we have that, when we have this trust, when we have this faith, look, it's no longer uncertain. Because we're trusting in him. We're believing that he's going to guide us through. And it brings this huge level of certainty to life. Uh, one of the verses that I was looking at when we were, were talking about this episode and what we would call it and you know the title of it and all that. It was like Malachi 4, 2 through 3. 
But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out to pasture. On the day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, says the Lord of heaven's armies. You who fear those who have reverence for him, that obey him, the awe and wonder of him, the ones who have faith in him. Yeah, you bring up Malachi 4, 2 through 3. And when you brought that up, it made me think of Luke 10, 19, where it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And there's so much fear in this life or there's so much capacity for fear in this life. There's so many ways you could be sitting in discouragement and these things that it lists here, serpents, scorpions, enemies, those things can strike fear. But what I love about Malachi 4, 2, and 3 is where it says, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. They're running out there not worried about the snakes that might be slithering in the grass, the scorpions that might be scuttling, the wolves that might be out there. Like They're just so happy to be free mm. in their element being calves. Right. You know, there's like this use, youthful innocence that, you know, in our own life, we might not feel very often, but it's why he came for us. It's why he died for us. And it's why he rose again for us, you know, to give us the ability that even though in our own works that are like filthy rags, it's not a big deal, but that we don't have to be hindered by that. We don't have to sit in that. He's given us this fresh identity, this eternally youth filled identity. And it's so easy to sit in the way we've thought about it since for some of us, maybe childhood. Some of us were saved at childhood and you would have a different story. But for us that were saved, you know, in later teen years or early adult years, you can sit in that. You could sit mm-hmm. in those things and they can really discourage you and make you feel unworthy, make you feel useless. But go forth and know who your God is. Go forth and know who you are to him, because in that lies that freedom. And you can be that calf that is so about its thing that it's been meant to do, and that's what it's about. It's not about us being burdened like the world and figuring out what we are here to do, but instead to go out joyfully, and it just happens, and that's all by God's grace. Yes, I like that. It kind of likens to our daughter. When she was a baby, it's like she would go down a slide. It was like, or, or go after a staircase. Phew, she didn't care. It's like there was no fear. And then she went through that phase, like fear, like I can't climb no more. I'm like, yo, you just did this a week ago. You just went down that slide. But then she started to do it. You know, it, it became more not just wild, like unknowing. But it came like this trusting, you know, the more we worked with her, the yeah. more we, we showed her how to place her hands, the more we showed her how to do these things. And then to watch her the other day, climbing through these ropes, you know, those little, y'all, I don't know if you know what these are. They're like little connected ropes and people, the kids climb all over them and it's like these big cargo they're nets. So or, yeah, they're so intricate. They intricate. were not around when I was right. a kid. <laughs> and I'm watching her go through this though. Yeah. She's not afraid, but she puts her foot where it needs to go. She puts her hand where it needs to go. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. And, and it kind of makes me think, like you're saying, of, of being able to capture this, capture this trust. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to do this. But see, I'm going to trust that where I put my foot is where God wants me to put my foot because I'm trusting that God is telling me to put my foot there. My hand will go where my hand needs to go and my and, and I'll just keep moving through this thing called life. Right. Because life is is interesting in itself. <laughs> I mean, the ups and the downs that we go through are amazing. And I know people go through these. Man, I, I, I look, I am not special in that. I am not special in that arena. And I'm sure that other people experience the same thing. And I'm sure you do, of course. I mean, we, we live together, so we know we do. <laughs> but uh, God, 
go forth and God. I think that is just like, I, I know it doesn't, okay, English people out there, I, I got you. I got you. It's not a complete sentence, but go forth and God. And then whatever follows that. Um, man, who did I hear say that today? I think it was Michael Ty, actually. It was like, you know, it's like, oh God, what is that um, that saying? Uh, it's like it's, but he, put, he he reversed it and put God first in the saying. I, I wish I could let remember this. Let go and let God. Yes, let go and let God. Right, but he said, go let, or let, let God, let God and, and let go. Man, right, and I'm like, let God. What he like just changed like everything, and I'm like, and that's our brother. By shout out to Michael, love you, brother. Anyways, <laughs> listen to his episode. Yeah, listen to his episode. But uh, he said that he's like, man, I reversed him. I, I flipped him around. Let yeah. God and let go. Yeah, so smart. Go forth and God, and there's nothing. There is nothing that can stop you when you walk in the power and the might of the Lord. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I have used this verse several times on this podcast. I'm sure I don't keep track. I just kind of roll with what verses really sit with me for the topic. But um, but I've used it in our life group. I've used it in coaching calls. I've used it everywhere because since I sat in this verse, it has become one of the I don't want to, yeah, it's kind of like my life verse, <laughs> almost. Romans eight twenty eight. you know, it, I'm not going to say it's dethroned, right? But 1 Kings 17, when you, when you are worried about provision and resources, 1 Kings 17 will offer you up multiple instances where there was no worldly way, right? Unless you were to go down a really dark road to acquire some stuff, there was no access. Mm. And yet God... Mm. Right. So first King 17, six, the ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening. And he drank from the brook. Mm. Now, this is Elijah on the run, not walking it out in the kind of faith. Like if you're running away, fearful, people would say you're not having the best faith time. Right. And yet still God delivered to him food in the wilderness via birds. And I've heard it joke. It was the first like Uber Eats, you know, like the first food, like door to door food delivery. And I'm sure someone was already savvy enough to like bring it from the end of someone's house, you know, but like, that's incredible. And then in that same chapter in verse 16, the jar of flour was never empty mm. and the jug of oil never ran out in keeping with the Lord's message that he had spoken through Elijah. Mm. The faithfulness of a woman to provide even when she had so little. Now, was that it doesn't say that the woman had this faith that God would provide. She was ready to die for the sake of generosity. She had no idea, right? So again, uh, the case in point, someone who didn't have this amazing faith and yet God provided a miracle. Like if that happened in our house today, I would be shook in the right. best way, right? But like that's not a common way to provide. But... Both are very extreme examples. Extreme in that you don't see them, right? They're not common. Like anytime someone's experiencing hunger, you don't see birds starting to deliver food to them. But these are examples in this physical space for something God does on an eternal level. He has given us the promise of an incredibly simple salvation that allows us to tap in to infinite access that we may expire in this in this current part of life but this is life doesn't end and we get to go on and that's given me so much boldness and courage and it's mm. exercised my faith so much it's my faith is i walk in faith much more often because just thinking about ravens bringing a man food that just hits home with me right and there might be something in the word that hits you stronger that's cool it's everyone to each their own with what verses hit them but 
that's the uncertainty. Mm. When God says to go, he doesn't often give you the whole plan. Sometimes he will, but sometimes you just go. You just go. And it's figured out along the way, right? And this episode is supposed to be like our our send-off blessing for the season right. for y'all to flourish. And the like the key is that you can't wait for that certainty of like, okay, here's the 10-step plan signed off by God. You know all the context. Right. I think that's a, it brings in that thought of, you know, humility is the gateway to provision. Um, he's sitting there being fed. The brook is flowing. The water's flowing. The water dries up. And this is kind of where I'm coming and, and letting people know it's, it, yeah, it's not just like you're saying, it's not just going to be this cakewalk. Right. It's not always a cakewalk. I mean, you have some pretty easy portions in your life. I want to go to a cakewalk. What is a cakewalk? Never mind. That's a whole other. Like, I want a cakewalk. I've never heard of a cakewalk. Do you I've have a place one. where you just walk around and eat cake? It's like musical chairs with cakes. Oh, okay. I'm learning something new. Yeah. Okay, there was this musical cake walk by the brook. <laughs> but anyways, but he, he went through things. And in that humility, he, God kept providing. The brook dries up. God says, okay, move. He didn't sit there and like, uh, he moved. He moved. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm going to put myself aside. I'm not going to, I'm putting my life into God's hands. I'm going to go forth where he tells me to go. Then he ends up at the lady's house. And what's even funny about that portion is she questions it. Right. She's like, uh, I don't have, you know, like, mm, right. right. Mm. And, but he's like, no, this is how this is going to happen. And you know what? In that feeling of the feeling of the oil and all of these things, the oil that we just kept over, you know, just kept going. They could have stopped. She could say, oh, you know what? Go grab, you know, a couple. But no, she humbled. Man, could, well, of course, I, I think, too, if I just kept seeing something fill up, if I poured out a bunch of oil, next thing you know, it's all full. I, I'd be like, bring more. I'd be like, Nuggie, I have Challenge. a new job. <laughs> Challenge. I have a new job. This is my full-time job. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, but they kept bringing and bringing and bringing God provided. So I want people to be encouraged that we're going to have hiccups. Yeah. We're going to have bumps in the road. We're going to have moments in our own existence where we're just beating ourselves up. But Stop. Stop. No matter what you are going through, stop. Turn to God and say, okay, I want to go forward. I want to go forth. I want to move. But I don't look, I don't want to move into my next position or my next feeling or my next thought. I want to go forth in where you want me to be. Your thoughts are, are now my thoughts. You know, God says it. He goes, You don't even know my thoughts, man, but he, here you are. Right. Here you are. I want to be, go forth in his thoughts, his ways. I want to walk in his righteous paths. And I'm, I want people to do that. I, I want every listener that hears this, that w- listens to us to understand that that's what we want for your life too. But watch this. Who are we? Who are we? That's what God wants for your life. God wants that for your life. God wants you to be with him. God wants to guide your path. When you're on his path, you will be successful. And when I say that, it, that comes in many different spectrums, right? you know, of, you know, the success that you would call it. But he wants to, he wants you to be there with him. So be there with him. You want to, you want to survive this? You want to get through this? You want heaven on earth? <laughs> you know, you've got to walk with God. Yeah. Sometimes discerning what the next move is, is there's so much pressure in the world to figure out the next move too. Like everyone's always asking you, what's the next move? What's your 10 step plan? What's your 10 year plan? What's your five year plan? You know, and it's, you know, Gen Z especially is like, you mean my five minute plan? Cause that's a long time. Right. And mm. so I think there's wisdom in that too, to, to be like, Planning for five years, that's let's plan for five minutes first, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that when we're when we're doing the moving and you say, I don't know what God wants me to do, mm-hmm. sometimes the discernment comes after you've made a choice and you have to have the courage to let go of that choice if, if it turns out to be one he wants you to then let go of. Whether it be now or early, I know going back to Michael Ty's episode, you know, his goal was to be a full time firefighter. Right. And God had him go to a specific fire shift 
only to show him that he shouldn't be a full-time firefighter, right. right? So make a choice, but don't act like that choice is now cemented. There is the option to, to turn around without it being considered a failed attempt, right? A redirection, being ready to accept those redirections. And then what's funny is today we were, uh, we were at the creek with some friends and there was some stagnant water and there was some flowing water. And Kalia was walking towards the stagnant water and I said, no, 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 go to the flowing water, right? Because you don't want to stand in the stagnant water. Bad stuff starts to collect there. And our friend Rebecca, who is going to be on next season, so get excited. Awesome. Our, our friend Rebecca was like, "That's a that's a that's a word," <laughs> and we just sat there and nerded out about it for a minute because it's so true. If he says to hold, to stand, wait, that's not stagnation in the sense you know, like you're you're in his will, but being stagnant or paralyzed out of fear that you're going to do more wrong, let him down more. You know, one of the songs out now, Jaira is like, I never held you up so I could never let you down. Mm. Um, that hits me too. This idea that w- we are imperfect. That's why grace happened. And it didn't just happen at the cross, right? But we see that thread throughout all of God's word. All right. I mean, that's, that's like awesome to know too. I think that we look at the books as divided sometimes. But we see this grace, we see this love, we see this this constant relationship. And sometimes only on God's side. Yeah. And I really love that portion. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I, I you would have to be completely blind <laughs> to sit there and read through the old Testament. I mean, okay, y'all, it's, it's tough, man. Old Testament. No, actually, I find it really exciting. <laughs> I'm a little different now. I'm like, yo, kings, awesome. You know, because you get to hear all these battle stories. But what you really start to see and what really starts to manifest itself is this love, this relationship, this this beautiful father, God, who doesn't leave his people. His remnant was always his remnant. Sometimes they paid the price for their actions. But that was their actions. Mm-hmm. God was constantly there. And usually when you really start to dig deeper into those those consequences, it was because there were some pretty ugly things going on. You know, when you start talking idol worship and stuff like that, you know, and, and you get into those things. But one thing that never changed is God was always there. Yeah. And when they uh, and you start in the book of Judges or you start anywhere in there, you may all the way back, man, Adam and Eve, it was always. But, you know, Judges really, really informs it and really walks through it when it just shows a falling away. You know, a need, they turn back, God's there, he, he reconciles, right? He re- redeem, you know, he brings them back in, and then what do they do? They turn again. Mm-hmm. And what we really want to do in our lives, and, and another, you know, point of thought, um, is we want to be consistent. I think that when we go forth and, right, we want consistency. We want as much consistency as we possibly can do in our imperfectness. Right. You know, we want to be consistent in the word. We want to be consistent in communication. We want to be consistent in, in applying his, his, his counsel, to our lives when we need it most, you know, we fall apart. How fast do you recover though? Mm-hmm. You fall apart. How fast do you come in with the, with the, watch this, the, the, the technique or the, or the bandaid or not even a bandaid. It's not a bandaid. It's like this healing. It's like how fast you turn to, to the healing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is what we would see. And we see throughout this by the, this Bible, the Bible, what we see in the Bible mm-hmm. is we see God just standing there. <laughs> like here I am am do you want these things i promise you know today i was talking to a friend and it was like we're talking about prayer well i pray and 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 it took me to i okay i'm not gonna get the book right so i'm not gonna say the book but if you abide in me right if you abide in me abide in me i will hear your prayers that's amazing that that means there's something there so when we going for when we're going forth 
we have to be in that in, in that abiding. When you walk outside of that, you get wrecked. Yeah, you get wrecked. Yeah, he sits over. But what's cool about it, he sits over there with a with a with a whip, and he fashions it very slowly. Right. He's like, okay, you, you gonna bring it back around? You gonna clear out my temple real fast? Because I don't like this stuff that's in my temple. Right. And he fashions his little whip, and then like, if you don't get rid of it, well, he is he is a god who corrects, and he is a jealous god, and he does not want anything in his temple. Yeah. And I love it. I know. Because it shows his love and devotion to, and his expertise. Mm. And that's like such a little word when you compare it to what he really is and how much he really knows. But his expertise at, at cleanup, mm. at redemption. And I think the, the number one transformative factor in my life, of all the things, if I sat and I looked, and if our daughter ever asks, like, what's the thing that has built up your relationship with God the most? Clinging so desperately mm. to him. Even when I mess up, even when I'm when I feel like I haven't messed up, when things are good, when things are bad by my definition, when I'm pining for something or not, when I'm being worldly or when I'm being rarely really spiritual, right? <laughs> um, to be humble about it, you know. But I cling to Him. Mm. That's I. I don't. Even at my worst, I don't give myself the allowance of saying I can't be with Him. I instead remember Jesus. And at first it was hard because I felt like he was too mad to, to have time with me. And then every time I would be courageous enough to have time with him anyway, I felt brought in, ushered in to his presence. Eagerly, he had been waiting, right? Because the wall was not up on his side. And as soon as you change your pivot to desiring his presence again, you don't have to tear the wall down. He'll do it for you, even mm. though you built it. Because it's that intent, right? Where you instantly realize God and you reach for him. And all the distance in the world is covered instantly in that moment. Mm. And he's right there. And and the more you realize that, the more you realize he's ne- he never leaves. I'm never too bad. <laughs> Love it. You know? And so I think that that is the thing that has changed the speed in which I can bounce back, I can go from really, really low and broken. And it's just, instead of crying about what a worthless failure I am, I'm crying out to God. Right. You know? And it's like, instead of it being tears that never stop, it's tears that run out. Praise God. Amen. You know? And then he fills me back up with the truth. And he, and that's what grace is. It's the license to get back up and keep going and, and continue in the confidence that you're saved. That you're with him, that he, more importantly, is with you, you know, and that's all you'll ever need. Mm. And over time, that that builds boldness and bravery. Don't try to have the boldness and bravery first if that doesn't come naturally to you. You know, focus on the relationship, not all the check boxes. And then the go forth. It's like, yeah, sure, because God's with me. Right. You know, even if I mess up, he's still there. He can, he's he's going to direct me back as soon as I realize. OK, great. I can do this. Right. I can survive in this world with that on my side. Right. Transparency section. <laughs> Go forth and do the podcast. <laughs> Y'all, right. we've been podcasting for a year as a husband and wife crew. There have been some times yeah. when we had to put self aside um, and put God in front. And really, you know, and I like what you're saying about the, all what you're saying about that, because it's like it's not that we're sitting and stewing and, 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 and figuring out ways to to, to to get on top of this, you know, whatever the, the, the disagreement or whatever it was. But we're trying to get God into it, bring God back into it, being that equal yoking, because at the end of the day, if we're not in that equally yoked, if we're not equally yoked, then I don't I really don't. I see us going forth, but doing nothing. 
Um, you know, Apostle Paul, one of our favorite verses from the seasons, these couple of seasons is it's all done if it's not done through God yeah. or through Jesus. Right. And it's like, what good would our lives be without God? Yeah. So, you know, I, I just have really enjoyed Unnaturally Flourished. I really, it's changed my life. Even, and it's funny, I don't measure change on how many mistakes I still make, but on how I handle them and how fast I get back up. Mm. And it has drastically changed my life. And the last thing I had was Matthew six thirty one through 33. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Depending on where you are in the world, that's either because I have so many options or because I have none, right? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Mm. Everything you need. I like that. Want can get out of hand. Right. Want, it, it, when we're in the world of want, that's when we start wondering if it's God's will or ours. But what do we need? What has he decided we need? Because he says in his promise that that's what he'll give us. Right. And that is a comfort in itself. And what's neat about that is don't be afraid to, to take the step. Yeah. It might be a wrong step. But if God is with you in that, you're going to be fine. Yeah. He will, he will close the door down quick and get you right where you need to be. We have seen it so many times in, in the last couple of years. Um, of our lives, especially this last year of just doors opening and closing. And it's, it's been amazing. Um, I'm going to close with a prayer that's from actually the book of common prayers. And I know that like people be like, Oh, you know, you're reading a prayer, but look, this is from 1892. So this was a thought in someone's mind who put this on paper, right? Who thought this way. So it's not this new thought, but it's this thought that I think would, needs to carry on in, in, in the generations. Because I believe in this generation thing. I believe that the generations back there can influence, they have influenced the generation here. And, and then we now can influence the generation that's ahead of us. Go forth and influence this next generation. You know, I could add go forth to a lot of things. But in this prayer, I just love it. And then this is what we're going to close on, y'all. And, and again, thank you so much for everyone who listens. But just take this prayer. Take this prayer home. Let it let it just resonate into because this is a way that we're going to make it. This is a way that we're going to get through. These are words of exactly the things that we've been saying tonight. Um, it says, go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Show love to everyone. Love and serve the Lord. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of the Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. It's, a, it's excitement at knowing that it's God's word hitting home in some, in some new way for someone out there. So anytime you have a thought um, that comes to mind, please do let us know in one of the many places you can find us. You can start at thepantrypodcast.com. And until next time. Bye. Bye.